Welcome to Seed Time Living. This is where we help you transform your financial life using timeless biblical principles. I'm your host, Bob Loddick, and I'm so glad to have you here today. All right, so I found this article by this guy named Byron Ween, which I don't really know much about him, but he's 80 years old. He created this article with a whole bunch of life lessons that he's learned in his first 80 years. And we were reading through this and we both thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pull out a few of them because they're just really great. So even though we haven't lived 80 years, even combined, we haven't lived 80 years yet. Man, we're going to get a lot wiser. This is going to (laughs) be cool. So we're going to just kind of go over a few of these because there's just some really good stuff in here. First thing he says, or the first one that we pulled out, because there's actually a bunch more here. But he said, when you meet someone new, treat that person as a friend. Assume he or she is a winner and will become a positive force in your life. Most people wait for others to prove their value. (laughs) Give them the benefit. (laughs) Am I boring you? (laughs) That baby, it's that baby. Well, we have a newborn. (laughs) Most people wait for others to prove their value. Give them the benefit of the doubt from the start. Occasionally you'll be disappointed, but your network will broaden rapidly if you follow this path. I love this one. Ultimately, people want to feel valued. I don't know if you've ever been in the position where um, you go someplace new and there's no one there that knows you and you kind of feel out of your element and you feel kind of like, Hey, I'm really cool, but nobody here knows it. <laughs> I feel really <laughs> awkward. And yeah. you just have to wait for people to discover some of the discover things. Discover your coolness. That... <laughs> but when people come up to you and they're extremely warm and kind and truly yeah. interested in you and what you have to offer in life, you instantly create this bond. And it is, I mean, I just think feeling that way is awesome. And I think that what this is saying is, treat everyone that way like they're the person in the room that doesn't know anyone and that they have a secret cool thing that you get to discover yeah so quick story over the last few years i've gone to a good amount of conferences and kind of business conferences and i wouldn't call them networking conferences but that's what's happening there's some of that yeah and there was a guy there john corcoran Mm -hmm. who made the biggest impression to me like i in general, in these settings, there's this unspoken kind of hierarchy of it's kind your of like level of success, school. your level yeah. of success. So I'm going to talk to you because you're successful and I might be able to get something out of you. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, I was introduced to John and he didn't know me from Adam. He didn't know anything about me. He had nothing to get out of me. He sat there and talked to me and asked me all these questions about my life and just what I was interested in. And You know, and he's a really successful guy in what he does. And he had no reason to be interested in me. And he was asking me about Linda and about our kids and just genuinely caring and trying to figure out. And like it left such a mark on me. I couldn't believe it. And this is a guy who he he worked for, I think, one or two of the presidents. I mean, he has pictures of him shaking hands with (laughs) Obama and like and just had like a lot of success. Knows a ton of people and yet was so good at this, Mm -hmm. so good at making me feel appreciated and valued. And and the reality is, it's like Byron mentions, sometimes people are going to let you down and sometimes they won't, but it's just a good way to live your life. Mm -hmm. You know, it makes other people feel loved. And how many more friendships can you gain? And wouldn't Jesus do that? Isn't that how Jesus would do things, you know? So another point he made is he said, (laughs) try to think of your life in phases so you can avoid a burnout. This is really timely for us right now because we have a newborn. <laughs> and <laughs> so not, exhausting. not only do we have a newborn, but we also have little kids. I mean, mm-hmm. we have three kids, five and under. And so our life is just a swirly, whirly <laughs> mess. Can I say that? Of everything going on. 
Right. And it's really fun, but there's a lot of aspects of simpler times in our lives that mm-hmm. we're missing and longing for a little bit. It's very self-sacrificing. Yeah. Yeah. As any parent knows. Yes. But this phase, I think, especially, I'm really hoping, I'm really hoping that things do evolve as we get to the next level of parenting. Mm -hmm. But this is something that's been on our minds a lot. It does. I think when you're in something, and especially, I think the older you get, the more you realize things are cyclical. But the younger you are, you feel like this is going to last forever. Yeah, I think that's just a natural tendency to think that and assume that. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that it's not. It's a phase, you know, and and I'm beginning to think of my business even more as this and just, you know, and I kind of accepted more or less that, okay, for this few years of my life with my business, like I just need to, I'm going to work hard, but I'm not going to be able to necessarily have the, you know, pedal to the metal or whatever, uh, the way that I might want to. And it's Mm -hmm. okay. It's like, I'm just going to chill and coast a little bit more because I want to spend time with my family in these formative years. I want to be around. I... I want to be involved in what's going on and you need help. Right. So, and, and to me, that just seems like the best way to live a life that when I am 80, I'll be able to look back and say, I'm glad I did that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that during those formative years with the kids that I wasn't working 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah. Anyway, I think there's a lot of different ways to apply this to our lives, but I just think it's great. Yeah. Another thing he says, travel extensively. Try to get everywhere before you wear out. Attempt to meet local, interesting people where you travel and keep in contact with them throughout your life. Yeah. Again, I feel like we are in a phase of maybe traveling less than we... Than we'd like, yeah. Yeah, than than we'd like and than we have in the past. But we have traveled a good bit. I think we took extreme advantage of this before. Yeah, we had nine years of being married without kids. Right, before the kids were born. And then also, even just with our first, I feel like we did a No, good... not nine years. What was it, five years? How long did it... Was it nine years? I think it was eight. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> it was a it while. We really had a good matter. amount of time to travel. And even with our first one, we did a good amount of traveling with yeah, them. Yeah. But we did. We, we have so many friendships from that yeah. phase of our life, from meeting people in different areas. And I, I love it. I'm viewing it more like collecting things. And I, I like collecting friends in different cities. Mm-hmm. It's because it's just kind of fun. Because then when you go there, you have somebody you know and you somebody you can catch up with and meet with. and Yeah, ask some questions about what's cool to do in yeah, that city, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so that's one part of it. Um, but the other part is this try to get everywhere before you wear out. And there's some wisdom in this because this just didn't dawn on me. Like, I'm not worn out. I have energy. Mm-hmm. But if I think about my grandparents, like, they're not traveling anywhere. They don't want to travel. They don't want to drive their car. Like, yeah. they, it's a different phase of life that I know nothing about. And this mm-hmm. guy's 80 years old and he's acknowledging that you get tired. And right. so you should probably try to do some of the stuff on the earlier half of your life. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, finances are different now than they are when you're 60 or 70. Hopefully better as you get older, but but even still, I think that's a little bit of an argument to try to do things and not save everything up for the last portion of your life, you know? Right. That's one of the things that I, I still like about Tim Ferriss's kind of argument of doing many retirements is don't save retirement just for the retirement years. Like try to find ways to live your life and, and enjoy, enjoy it mm-hmm. in the younger, earlier half of your life. Yeah. And another thing about travel is we have some tips about how to travel fairly cheap. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, check out the video about how we travel for free. This is like, you know, the other thing too. We'll have it linked up above and down in the description below. 
But that that's helped immensely because even right. though we haven't been in the strongest financial position for some of those years, we've been able to travel a whole bunch. So you can check that yeah. out. So another thing he says on philanthropy, my approach is to try to relieve pain rather than spread joy. I thought that was really interesting. Well, explain it a little bit more. It took me a minute to understand what well, he was talking yeah. about. So what he means by that is music, theater, art museums have many affluent supporters. They give the best parties and they can add to the, your social luster in Which a community. Which does sound fun. But they don't need you. Right. Social services like hospitals, educational institutions can make the world a better place and can help the disadvantaged make their way towards the American dream. Mm -hmm. So his argument is focus on relieving pain rather than... Right spreading joy world hunger is something i think of yeah <laughs> i mean one. And, I, and i think yeah i think this is a really good point and i would add to this i don't i don't know that this guy is a believer or not but i would say for me my top priority is salvation is souls mm -hmm. proverbs says that he who wins souls is wise mm -hmm. i want to be wise i want that to be my focus i think that's something that is probably at the top of god's priority list and so yeah all things being equal if I can give money and it can um, have an impact on someone coming to know the Lord, I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. That's a win for me. Well, and actually, it does both of those things that he's talking about. Yeah. It and, leaves pain and it gives joy. Yeah, that's what Jesus does. That's why I love him. <laughs> Next one. This is really relevant for me right now. He says, younger people are naturally insecure and tend to overplay their accomplishments. Most people don't become comfortable with who they are until they're in their 40s. By that time, they can underplay their achievements and become a nicer, more likable person. And he says, try to get to that point as soon as you can. And I've noticed that because I feel like I am just, you know, for whatever reason, just finally becoming a little more comfortable in my own skin, feeling a little bit less like grade school, like everybody comparison thing. You know, and I think humans probably always deal with um, this comparison trap to some extent. But I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with who I am and being okay yeah, with but who God made, made me. And, and I am who I am by the grace of God. Yeah. Acknowledge it. You're okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting there. I'm on my way. I'm doing what he's saying. I'm trying to get there yeah. as soon as I can. I mean, I know? think this ties back into the first one is if you want, yeah, treat others the way you want to be treated, really, is what this is, yeah. you know, what I'm getting from this. Get yourself to a place where you can be comfortable and you don't have to have attention, but also treat others <laughs> that way. Treat them yeah. like they are valued yeah. and it will probably come back on you too. Yeah. And this reminds me a lot of Instagram or the problems with Instagram mm -hmm. as a whole is just this. Everybody's trying to show I'm so great. I'm so this, I'm so that every, you know, everybody's trying to portray a perfect picture. Everybody's trying to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It is nice when you run into somebody who is just really confident and comfortable who they are and they mm -hmm. don't have to, they don't have to brag about themselves. They don't have to name drop. They don't have to do all these things right. to feel important. You know, and I think yeah. as our identity is in Christ and we really know where our true value comes from, you know, this even becomes even easier. Yeah. All right. Next up is when seeking a career as you come out of school or making a job change, always take the job that looks like it will be most enjoyable. Mm -hmm. He says, if it pays the most, you're lucky. If it doesn't, take it anyway. I took a severe pay cut to take each of the two best jobs I've ever had. And they both turned out to be exceptionally rewarding financially. I yeah. think that this also goes into what are you called to do? A yeah. lot of people in ministry are not <laughs> making the most money that they could possibly make, but they are called to ministry and it is a lifestyle and it's not just this, you know, how am I going to make a quick buck? Yeah. And I think it should be something that we enjoy doing. I think that mm -hmm. I believe that God 
would, uh, you know, and does line those things up. Our passions. Our passions and our callings. Yeah. Yeah. I almost every time I see somebody walking in their calling, you know, it is something they're excited to be doing. Yeah. And that just makes sense to me. Yeah. And this ties into the next one. He says a perfect job or there is a perfect job out there for everyone. Most people just never find it and you need to keep looking. And that's scary. It's scary. It's scary laying down a career path that you've been in for 10 or 20 years to try to find the thing that might be the perfect job for you. It's scary starting a business. It's scary like taking these steps. But I can tell you that, I mean, I've been in jobs that I've hated, that I wasn't good at, that I struggled with. And I've been in, you know, doing some things that I'm gifted at and that I feel joy with when I do and I feel fulfillment. And it's night and day. And if you've been in that situation, you know, it's night and day. It's like just no comparison. And so you should try to get to that point. You should pray and Mm -hmm. try to get some direction on how to get there. I think that's great. And it reminds me of the other one. Things are cyclical. Sometimes what you, you do something for a while and then you need to switch it up. Or sometimes you are kind of doing the responsible thing of I need to get a job and I need to pay the bills. Yeah. And then God leads you into the thing that you're passionate about, that you're called to, that you're excited about, and that gives you a lot of life. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one on his list is he says, every year try to do something that you've never done before that is totally out of your comfort zone. <laughs> He'll be running a marathon, attending a conference that interests you on an offbeat subject, um, blah, 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 traveling to an obscure destination alone. He said, this will add to the essential process of self-discovery. What I like about this is that he says every year do something. That seems very doable for everybody. That uh, yeah. he's not like do something new Well, every it doesn't day. need to be expensive. But right. the point is, is that you're breaking yourself out of your comfort zone. Because as we get older, I've already noticed this. We're not even 40 yet. But I've already noticed this. Like the older we get every single year, we become more and more. My world revolves around making myself comfortable. You do that for too long and you're you're just in this tiny little bubble. And so I think... That's a really valuable exercise mm-hmm. to continue going outside of your comfort zone, whatever that means for you. And it's going to be different for every person. But I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Well, I hope you found this helpful. We had a good time having this conversation and it was beneficial for me to have this conversation. And yeah, I'd just love to hear what your thoughts are on all that. And also, if you have any other suggestions for podcasts that you would like to hear, let me know over on Twitter or reach out to me over on the website, seedtime.com. Have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and I'll see you next time.